So yeah, hello. Hello. Welcome back, my crappin. <laughs> I'm here. I I I feel as if you guys have dedicated way too many episodes to things that I wanted to hear you talk about. So thanks for having me back. Well, you know what? When when only one person gives you feedback, you just make everything <laughs> for that one person. So sure, 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 sure. <laughs> it's it's funny. I think about you know like in product world when uh, like we just launched this huge new thing on audible and so of course mm-hmm. the first thing we do is go check reddit and see what everyone is uh, shitting on or happy about and um right. that's you know it's so funny I, i'm gonna just completely interrupt you really quick uh-huh. just to say i have not done that once since i changed teams really it is so i like and uh, one of my coworkers does it and he tells me about it and i'm just like oh i never even thought about that i don't even i'm literally writing a piece of software that goes out to millions of people Millions of people use this piece of software, and I have not even once considered like looking up feedback online. Anyways, I audible. I mean, sorry. Anyways, I just it's bizarre. It's I better for your mental health, it. probably. Sure, I'll tell sure. you that. Yeah, I um, there were a few months where I just told myself, "Don't look, don't look, don't look." So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I wanted <laughs> to uh, have another chat with Alex. And include you to talk about his plan for uh, online role-playing in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I, I feel like this is kind of a merging of, of a, a couple of experiences. So he has been playing this game. We talk about it off and on on the podcast called Elite Dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I dabble in it. I haven't played it nearly as much as he has. Um, he had it on the Xbox for a while before me and um, so that's how he knows a lot about it and he just purchased all these new high-end pc parts and built his own custom pc for gaming mm-hmm. and he's like he's gonna move his character over and all or actually no he's starting fresh um but yeah he's gonna he's getting on this game on pc because i'm on pc uh they you know it's different platforms i can't play with him because i don't have an xbox anyway uh part of this excitement he was saying you know what instead of just like playing together and doing these little side missions i can explain more about the game later but um it's like we should do role playing with this at the same time so Mm -hmm. uh the game in itself is so open-ended and i've complained about this on the podcast too because he'll always bug me like hey have you played elite dangerous and i'm like no (laughs) Um, it's, it's not, you know, like the game is bad. It's just that the game is such a blank slate. The game is really cool in that it's like this one-to-one scale of the Milky Way galaxy. Most of the objects in the game, these stars and, you know, interstellar clusters and stuff you come across are actual things that our scientists have observed and documented and we know how far away they are and what velocity they are so this game is basically a simulation of our milky way galaxy which is pretty cool um and it's it takes place in the future obviously where you've got spaceships and everything the lore and the whole backstory to the game itself i'm not familiar with there's a bunch of youtube videos i probably should watch but um (laughs) same the 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 gameplay is really up to you you have some initial tutorial phases where you get a grip on how to fly and use the controls but you could do you know trading missions to make money you could uh, go out and mine minerals from asteroids all by yourself or with a friend 
and uh, or you could just forget all that kind of economic stuff and just be a fighter pilot and go and attack pirates um, or be a pirate. Or you could even pretty meta, but there's this thing called uh, the 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 fuel rats, um, where if you are in between stars and you run out of fuel and your hyperdrive breaks down and you're just floating in the blackness of space, you're pretty fucked. You can basically self-destruct mm-hmm. and start all over, but for the realism of the game, you lose your ship permanently. You don't get to just respawn. And if you want another ship, Shit. you gotta you gotta buy it. <laughs> like with in-game currency. Yeah, stuff, with in-game right? currency. Um, but there's this uh, group of people online called the Fuel Rats, and they just hang out on I don't know Discord or whatever, and they will get a call for help. And whoever's in the nearest quadrant of the galaxy will fly out there. <laughs> They've got these big ass like tanker ships, and they will refuel. It's a real human that comes out and actually helps you. Um, that's pretty cool. So, you know, that's an example of how like super open-ended it is. And apart from that, you know, you could also just think of it as exploration. So, you know, you want to go see the Orion Nebula or you want to go see Mm -hmm. Jupiter or whatever is interesting to you. Uh, you can do it. The reason I got on board was I like cooperative stuff and, uh, Right. The thing that sold me was he said you can multi-crew on a ship. So if you get a big enough spaceship, you can be like Han Solo and Chewie on the Millennium Falcon where one person's flying, the other person is sh- shooting the turret gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounded pretty cool. So uh, he finally built this PC, and he's ready to get onto the game. We just had our first session few days ago basically me flying back to the beginning of the game where his character is because i was off exploring and that took you know a couple hours to fly back there uh wait like in real life hours in, to fly in, back? in real life yeah i had to do i do f- 47 light speed jumps from star to Holy star to star shit. and it has this in-game like galactic uh route mapping and stuff you put it into your nav system so, um, so yeah, I'm kind of back closer to the beginning, um, and we'll hang out until people get on board, you know, if, when you, uh, get through the intro kind of stuff and he has a friend, mm-hmm. Patrick, likewise also needs to get on board with, uh, the introductory levels. Um, so that's the big preamble, but the thing I wanted to have this podcast discussion about with you me and alex was he wanted to do role-playing which i thought sounded kind of cool and we do D D every once yeah. in a while uh when when all the stars align <laughs> but uh, when, when you're not canceling last minute to go do things with your wife which is understandable but still uh-huh. last minute <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah he he's just kind of like do you think we could do that but for this video game, and I was like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how it would work. And so I want to pick your brain. You know, how would you imagine this would work? He was thinking, you know, well, we could just kind of make up some character stories. And as we go on our exploration, we just pretend to be our characters. But I was just wondering, yeah. I don't know, can you think of any other mechanics well, or kind of frameworks? Yeah, I mean, I think there's... there's like a couple of a couple of things that I was thinking about um, when you had sent me a message about this a while ago, um, or maybe you you talked about it on the podcast, and I just felt like I was listening to my friends have a conversation with me. <laughs> um, 
But like, yeah, I, I what's interesting about D and D is that there's usually like a quest or like a thing that is kind of driving the story, right? Um, yeah. and not to say that you know that'd be something that we as a group would have to kind of like come together and say our goal is to do X, mm-hmm. right? And then based off of what happens in the game, that's how we develop our characters and kind of make character decisions. Like if there's a moment where like oh no we're being attacked by someone and we have to send out a ship or something and then that person is damaged, it's like we have to make the decision: do we go save them or do we take off? You know, you you create those conflicting moments that mm. become super defining in games like D and D or any kind of role playing game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that also makes those games interesting is interactions with NPCs, right? Like non playable characters. So I think the w- thing we'd have to come up with is like figuring out how to get around that, since it sounds to me like there's not necessarily like a quest system or like a world or like a system in the game where you're like interacting with people that would have um i don't know like dialogues with you or you can have interactions with unless you're running into like pirates and stuff and then you kind of like hope and pray that there's somehow (laughs) some way you could interact with them that would be like you know bring up the command screen and then you have an argument over the big hollow screen like in star trek or Mm -hmm. something but um even beyond that i think it's just a matter of us as a group kind of like having a meta conversation as we're getting started and then saying like, okay, we're going to try to keep in character for a certain amount of time. We have to make decisions and choose actions, but then we'd have to like, as a group plan out something that would have some sort of inherent risk, right? Cause you can, you can explore the galaxy and stuff, but we'd also have to kind of put ourselves in situations where, or make sure that the like game Star ends Trek. up going in. <laughs> yeah, where you, because even if you're exploring, there is like inherent risk, right? Like you could come too close to a planet, or like there's a meteor shower, and those are like, those are natural. Run out of gas, right? <laughs> yeah, or you run out of gas, but then you, but then we put ourselves in situations and say like, okay, well we have to stay in character and understand that we may die, we may lose, we may end up losing everything and have to start from scratch, but we can't ever. We, we don't want to turn it into, I want to win. At least that's that's my mentality, uh-huh. right? Because like D&D, a lot of the times is you make bad decisions as your character because your character has heart and they aren't trying to win the game. They're trying to do what is hmm. right by their character, right? So you end up in, in situations where someone runs into a burning house to save somebody. That's maybe not the smartest decision, right? But you're trying to save this NPC because that's what your character would do. They would risk their life or risk themselves in some way to help others. Um, or you're completely evil and you say yeah that guy went into that cave and none of us are going after him because there's no <laughs> sense in us helping him and maybe that's a little bit more of an evil act um so yeah or, or to keep with the analogy you know like you there's a, a house on fire and no one decides to risk themselves is that evil is that good is that just self-preservation uh, but that's still a character choice right yeah so all so we'd have to find ways because I, I haven't played the game i haven't gotten into it um yet to, but i think we'd have to find ways to put ourselves in situations that could be character defining so that long term if there is some sort of meta story that's ha- or some story that's happening we we have characters that we understand and can latch on to um so i don't know that's that that's like my yeah my grand thought but again i have to get into the game to actually i think understand what the capabilities are i think the hard thing might be you know like like any computer game there's no dm uh there's no uh and uh dm meaning there's uh there's no one controlling the narrative or the game um right so there's And this game in particular is pretty neutral. It's just kind of there for you to walk around in, very open world. There are political factions, um, 
and different territories are owned by different factions. You can garner di uh, different amounts of reputation for different regions of space. Okay. Uh, okay. So that could be an interesting story element, but, you know, if Alex was on, maybe he could clarify some of this for me because I haven't encountered it. I don't think that there's any particular, like, dialogue in the game it's more sure. i think it's the your rank with you know one faction over another determines whether or not they're willing to do business with you uh if you're going to mm -hmm. get a good price for your raw materials that kind of if, if they will even let you land at a base because so when you go from one star system to the next maybe you need to stop in and refuel and repair your ship you have to land at a base um, and all those bases are controlled by a particular faction so we, we might enter into some sort of new territory where we don't have any reputation and maybe they won't let us land. Um, mm. So that could be, it's, it's very passive. Um, it's, so it's not really necessarily an sure. active conversation, but they have these kind of passive implications. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of depends on how, what we as a group decide would be like our drive as a team, right? Mm -hmm. To say we want to become you know miners and we want to be able to sell things right so we start to you know set up these bidding wars between like the various factions or something or you know we really want to get in good with x faction because they they always buy this material really really well but it turns out we did something bad and we'd have to kind of maybe set things up for ourselves mm -hmm. or you go in blank slate and you kind of take the idea of i'm a level zero character i need to establish myself in the world so you take whatever job you can yeah. and through that job you then kind of establish who you are who what kind of choices you'll make and then, like, as you do those things over and over and over, you know, building up the quest list. I mean, they're not really quests, but I'm sure there's jobs or something, right? There's got to yeah, be people there out there who are like, missions. I want this mineral. Yeah, like missions in a way. Mm -hmm. I want this mineral. So we decide we're going to go get it. But in order to do it, we have to go through this. And we, yeah, so I don't know. It depends on how, again, if it's really passive, we'll have to inject a lot of story into it. Mm -hmm. But I think once we do that, especially if we do it up front, and then we start to elaborate on it as we play out. Um, and maybe yeah. it'll just be us kind of fibbing on some things and like adding story elements to things that don't actually exist, but they could make the narrative interesting based on choices that are available in the game for us. Um, then that's, that's kind of where I think the story piece comes from and how it becomes more of like a role-playing game that's facilitated through this, this virtual system. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And now that I think about it, when so when you land it, first of all, you have to get permission to land at a station. And then when you land, that's where you can get your missions uh, from, okay. that, from that local community. And the missions will vary based on where you're at. You know, more trading, mm -hmm. maybe it's as simple as deliver a message... Um, but also another factor that I forgot about is, uh, the missions that you have access to also depend on your reputation and your rank and right. the type of missions. So for example, to carry out a top level assassination, I could get, you know, 10 million credits if I killed mm -hmm. this pirate. They're not even going to let me have access to that mission unless right. I have proof of uh, combat experience and I'm aligned with whatever faction and, you know, that kind of thing. So maybe not right away in the beginning, but as we develop our team and kind of go forth in the galaxy, if we, you know, 
if we do a lot of mining and we don't do any fighting, then that's also going to impact what type of missions we get going forward. We're not going to be able to get right. those uh, assassination missions, but maybe mm -hmm. we'll get uh, a more lucrative mining operation. So mm -hmm. it's passive, but it seems like that could be one area where the actions we have in the game could open up doors or close other doors uh, going forward. Yeah. That could be cool. I mean, in all, I mean, there's also like, I mean, I, elements of like probably not in the game but like as players we would probably maybe set up some sort of hierarchy right in terms of like who's the captain who's the first mate who's doing this who's doing that yeah and then maybe we each of the characters take different specializations based on that again i have to play the game to probably know how all that mm -hmm. the details of that work but um to create like a well-rounded group and maybe we aren't just miners maybe we do mining missions and we do hunting missions against pirates mm -hmm. um but we get all of our money from mining but occasionally we you know we'll do the bounty job or something um or we go into it hardcore and we say you know we're gonna be fucking pirates <laughs> <laughs> um they also have a i forget what the word is it's like a it's like a cruiser or something ah shoot I need to look it up. But anyway, uh, they have these massive like cruiser ships that can house multiple ships. Um, so when you start out, you've got your own little putsy, little TIE fighter, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, then when you get money, you can buy whatever kinds of ships you want. And there are different ships that are good for different things. Ships that are good for fighting, ships for mining, or whatever. But... Um, the larger ships will let you multi-crew, which is like I was saying, like the Millennium Falcon, where that's where you can have multiple right. people on board the same ship. If we don't have that, then it'll just be kind of like the three of us, you know, flying in a formation. Um, mm -hmm. Even higher than that, though, is you could have these cruisers where... Um, <clears throat> these cruisers where maybe all of us could be on there. And we could be kind of, you know, a refuge for wayward ships that need to land and refuel. Or maybe we could be a mm -hmm. giant battle station that could be kind of, you know, next level. Um, and then I'm just kind of spitballing ideas here. There's another, um, there's another thing I was thinking of. I think you well, can it even to me like conquer your own base. Invest some time. Yeah, see, I was going to say, like, how, how high in the ranks do we need to be in order to be in a situation where we're all traveling on one ship? Because mm -hmm. I think, like, that's where, I mean, it, as fun as it would be to be like, yeah, we're just like a trio of dudes flying around in space. But then also, like, it would be really cool to have, like, a multi-person ship where we can have this, yeah. like, battle station, the engine mechanic, and the pilot, and we're all, like, trying to do stuff, you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, and then long-term, like, the plan is, like, and that's the thing we come up as a group and like as players and as characters and say like what are our characters goals like do we want to be pirates do we want to own our own base do we want to be a cruiser ship do we want to become fuel rats right. you know like do we, what what do we actually ultimately want to get to yeah. and then once we get to that point then the story becomes even bigger because it's like how do you grow beyond that I and mean, if you think about it in like in terms of manga because that's all that i can think of because i'm reading one piece <laughs> nonstop. it's like how do we grow our reputation and how do we become like this group of people because what if it eventually becomes now we've got a staff of 40 people that work underneath us in this thing where we've got this massive cruiser that we fly through space um and we've got our own like faction i mean of course this yeah. is probably 
super long-term thinking, but like that's the kind of stuff that if we're thinking, what if we're going to be 20th level characters in D&D, mm-hmm. what does that 20th level ideally look like? Mm-hmm. And if, and of course, as we were just to relate this back to the product stuff, as we go along the way, like it's going to change. Agile. Make choices. Yeah. And, and we're and because of that, we probably won't be exactly what we thought we would be at like the high level, yep. but we will probably be somewhere close. And regardless, we'll be high level assuming we, you know, survive <laughs> totally <laughs> and everything. Yeah. But and I mean, I think we should, we could almost go into the mentality of like, when your character dies in the game, you got to start a new character. Like you could almost oh. go that hard if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you could, um, you, you, you know, I had a, another thought too, which is, this is unique from D and D in the sense of like, if you look at fuel rats, for example, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a great role playing scenario. These are real people. Oh yeah. Who are, you know, they have a role in the game and it's, it's like meta game. And the cool thing mm-hmm. is too, they, they're impacting the other gamers in the universe. So it's like when, when mm-hmm. you play D or when we play D and D and there's like the four of us, our decisions don't impact anyone else's D and D game. Right. Right. <laughs> but you know, in this online massive multiplayer game, we might get to the point. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little grandiose here, but we could get to the point of fuel rats where someone else is talking about you on a podcast <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, you have this, this type of reputation. Uh, that is like ultimate role playing. Um, well, that's pretty it, cool. it seems to me that like if, if the fuel rats thing is a faction of people, right? Like they they have some alliance or they're they're neutral in the world or something like that. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that in order for you to go out there and do something, you must be exchanging goods, right? There must be an exchange that happens. There's not like a hey, can you please come help me for free? Yeah, you maybe. have to be giving them something, right? Um, and like so that I I'm again I gotta play the game I gotta understand like how the interactions of this world work um, to to fully grasp it but like I think based off of that idea you could set yourself out to be a faction of anything you could yeah. set yourself up to be a group either either part of a larger group or you start in a larger group and then eventually you splinter off to your own thing mm-hmm. which to me like that might be the way that we do it it's like we align ourselves with X mm-hmm. and then over time as we build up power and reputation and money and credits and ships and all that other stuff then we kind of split off as from away from that group but in the meantime like in game as characters and probably out of game to coordinate it is what I would guess we would be working among this whole thing and find like basically creating our own little pack yeah. of either just the three of us or more to say I think again it's got to be I got to experience the game and understand like what's possible but like Mm -hmm. it seems to me like this is very it's very open like an eve online where you can kind of just live in the world and do whatever you want and you can participate in the the grander scale wars or you can kind of just say i'm just a miner who goes to planets and gets silver you know you could it's like the scale is anywhere so i i'm really yeah i think i mean that might be the way to, to do it is like start aligned with some group and then eventually kind of splinter off in a natural way that wouldn't be problematic or it could be problematic Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, so far, I haven't, um, you know, when I started out, I just kind of do the training missions, and then I just kind of do generic exploring, like, oh, let's fly to this star, let's fly to that star. But mm-hmm. I don't know, um, I don't know anything about these different factions. I've been, you know, it's it's like typical video game thing where it's just like a wall of text, and it's like I don't want to read this backstory. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are YouTube videos which I need to 
dig up the links. Alex sent it to me uh, where, you know, this guy kind of has episodes on YouTube and he gives you the backstory of uh, how the game, the the universe of the game started um, Mm -hmm. and what the different factions are. Um, So those are the NPC factions. It's not necessarily like um, maybe like you described where there's like a big ship that you can fly along with. Um, Mm -hmm. They're just kind of, it's more like, it's more like different countries in the world. So there's just these different star systems will be, you know, this faction, and then you might go to a different star system and you're not aligned at all with that faction. So you, you can't land. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of all it, it's not that exciting <laughs> for, from the NPC sure. point of view. Now there might be human factions that I don't know about. That could be cool to look into. Right. Then we'd have um, to get involved in the online community again. Yeah, and this is like exactly out of the, the role playing part of it. But like in order to fuel the role playing part of it, we might have to dig in a little bit on the, in the meta side of things in order to build our own thing. So we have like contacts and stuff, people that we can work with, um, and then we can build that into the story again. And it all depends on how much we want to invest in this too. Yeah. Cause, right. Cause I think I'm going a little bit hardcore in this. We don't necessarily even have to do that cause we can make up whatever we want about things. Yeah. One, one last dimension is if you have the horizons expansion, which uh, I got because it was part of this bundle is like you get both for 30 bucks or something. It's pretty cheap. Um, if you got it in the humble, in the humble bundle, it didn't include that expansion. Uh, hopefully that's on sale sometime soon, but horizons basically gives you the ability to land on a planet, hop into a little RV and you can drive around on the surface. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, I'm not too sure about what you do on there apart from mining minerals, but that could be another role playing element where if we're not just jumping from star system to star system, but actually spending time on a particular planet, maybe we're trying to do something there that Mm -hmm. could add another level of depth. And, um, lastly, it's not released yet, but hopefully soon they have a new version or new expansion. Uh, it's like levels of, of depth here. The new expansion will allow you to get out of your EV and you can walk around and like shoot and stuff on the planet surface. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So it started out as just pilot only. Like you're just always in your spaceship. You can never get out. And then they had the expansion. All right, now you can get out and drive around on a planet. And then, and then the one that's, that's coming hopefully this year will be, okay, now you can get out and walk on the planet and maybe you have a little jetpack or something. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. But yeah, you can play with us. Anyone can join us with just the base game, I think. But, um, if we, you know, come across a planet where we want to like land on that planetary base or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. that's, you you would need that expansion to do the landing part. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I was just looking at that. I was just looking at it on the store. Um, I don't think you can buy Odyssey on its own. Odyssey is the one that's not released yet. Oh, okay. Horizons is the one that lets you land on the planet. Oh, right. It's the season pass. Barf. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) I mean, otherwise I could pay $215 and get all of the Frontier 25th anniversary collection. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, you can buy like the deluxe edition, which comes with the game plus the commander pack plus Horizon season pass. Um, but I already own the game, so what? I don't get a discount. You just need to write. Yeah, that's too bad. Either way, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. They go on sale like 
every few months. I got I got the deluxe for thirty bucks. I think. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll put the I'll put the the season pass in my um in my uh, wish list, and I, I you know you get emails from Steam about that, so yeah. it shouldn't be too bad. Cool. So we'll yeah, see. that's you know that's pretty much what we wanted to talk about. Alex is like super excited to. This is one of those games where it's more fun when you can play with people. Otherwise, you're just, you know, alone in space and nothing is lonely oh, than absolutely. that. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and, and, yeah, he was thinking, trying to think of what he would want to say. He, he did mention, you know, he, he loves that TV show, The Expanse. And he was thinking, like, okay. that would be, you know, the example where you have, like, a, this cast of true, like, you know, characters in italics <laughs> and they're all on this mm-hmm. ship together and they've got their different agendas and i think that's what would be pretty cool if we could get to that point but uh you know starting out we're gonna have our own little ships and a lot to figure out um yeah well i'm gonna have to install it i mean i should say i have it installed i just haven't played it so maybe i'll boot it up tonight and yeah try to get through all that tutorial stuff just so that i can be ready to play once yeah. once we're actually decide to do it hook up your uh dual shock or xbox controller um oh does it work well with a controller yeah i mean you you need the controller <laughs> rather oh you need oh it, it is a controller game it's okay, it's okay, not it's not re- it, it, should, it would be painful with keyboard and mouse um because of all the you you need you know you've got like t- uh, it's hard to explain. There's a lot of stuff going on, so the controller helps. Okay. I might even buy a joystick, like a cheap, like thirty dollar one or something. Wow, uh, that's serious business, Rob. Just to help, uh, no, you have no. I mean, I want to get the the virtual reality. If you watch, like, you start watching YouTube videos about this, people talk about how it's like a life changing experience. You p- oh you put on gosh. VR and you and you go light speed into a sun. <laughs> It's like it's visceral, but um, okay. Yeah, I I'll take your word for it. I mean, I I again, I'll, I'll if you if you find those links, I mean, shoot them over to me because yeah. I will I'll take a look at them. Um, I'm not gonna buy a yeah, VR yet, I, but you know, yeah. If, yeah. if if you were thinking about a VR, this would be a game. This and I think Half Life Alex are the two games everyone talks about. You need VR yeah. for. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, because you're just about to start, and you're about to be very frustrated. <laughs> the game, the, mm-hmm. the beginning of the game is very frustrating. Um, okay. And I don't know if I said this already on the podcast, but um, I was uh, oh, I was streaming on Twitch the other day, which is a new th- okay. a new thing I'm doing now that I learned how to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and um, I was explaining to my friend Adrian that it is so complicated figuring out all these damn controls. There's a million buttons on the keyboard, the joystick and all this stuff that a lot of people kind of, you know, throw their hands up and they're like, this is insane. This is a video game. It should not be that hard. But I really like what one person said in their YouTube, like honest review of the game. They're saying it is hard to figure out and get started. But it's like learning to drive a car or ride your bike, where once you surpass that frustration and you get to proficiency, you feel so ace. You feel like, <laughs> yeah, I can fly a spaceship. And the thing is, 
because it's so complicated when you do learn you're like wow i can fly it feels like you're flying a spaceship if it were just like up down <laughs> left right it'd be like yeah whatever but in a way it's like the complexity adds to the realism where mm-hmm. you feel like you really know how to fly a spaceship now so okay have that in the back of your mind as you're going through this tutorial <laughs> i will i will keep that in mind yeah um okay well okay so really quick then um, completely unrelated, but related to video games at yeah. least. Um, there is a game that I think, I don't know if I sent it to you. Maybe I did a long time ago cause it was in like early access or it still is in early access. It's called Townscaper. I don't, I haven't heard of that. And it's like, it's like a game that doesn't have a point, but it's for building like toy looking towns. But I think like, it's like mini Metro in a way Ooh. where you're kind of, it's just like this peaceful game that you just kind of put together i mean mini metro can be very like hectic but um like i think early mini metro levels where you're kind of just like i'm building the subway and peaceful vibe triangles getting to circle and then squares getting on and going to diamond like that's great like this townscaper game looks like that and it's overwhelmingly positive positive it's like six bucks on steam and it's just this beautiful looking game that i i think that you would totally jive with just from what i've seen Cause like I I'm I just bought it like today, um, and I'm very excited to play. I've been me- I've been watching it for a while because it was in like closed beta for a while, and now it's open um, on on early access. But for six bucks, it's it looks like such a fun little like wow, almost like roller coaster tycoon or Sim City kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no fail mechanism. I think it's just whatever you want it to be. Um, is it uh, Windows, Mac, or both? I think. It's available for both. Let me see what the Steam site says. It's a, yeah, Windows and Mac. Oh, cool. I'm just I'm yeah. looking it up now. I um, I think I need to get some external storage for video games <laughs> on my. <laughs> so I I I, I uh, first thing I did when I got this snazzy new iMac was partition it for Windows. <laughs> and, okay. Um, okay. But I made a pretty small partition because I was like. I literally want, I'm going to install Windows and set it all up so I could play Age of Empires because I played that game back in like middle school, high school, and I loved it. And um, Chris has Windows. And so it's a, it's an online uh, strategy game that uh, now, now we play basically a couple times a week. It's like how we keep in touch. Uh, We get on discord and we do our little strategy together. Um, anyway, I made the partition pretty small and then flight simulator came out and it was like, Ooh, <laughs> that sounds cool. Wait, what? That's like, it's, it's like, like hundreds of gigs. Dude, it's like 120 or whatever gigabytes. And it's like, Holy yeah, shit. You got to download the whole world map from Bing. So I was thinking for a minute, I'll just expand the partition. But then, uh, my friend Adrian, uh, who I mentioned earlier, he, he's like, you know, for most of this stuff, it loads it into Ram. So if you got a decent amount of ram you could just have an external hard drive for your game files yeah. and then you know it'll yeah. load game like files enough into ram yeah game files usually don't need like high speed transfer it's usually just like the active game itself needs a lot of ram and gpu mm-hmm. so yeah you should be fine to, to put it on an external like i install all mine on a on a hard disk drive that i have in my my computer okay um so like I'm, I mean again, it's internal, so it's got a different connector and everything. But even then, if you've got a USB three port or a Thunderbolt port that you can plug right into, like or USB C or whatever yeah. that Apple calls it now, um, you should be fine. Oh yeah, I've got forty gigabyte Thunderbolt three, 
but those yeah, those drives yeah. are expensive so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think you can get a usb three to thunderbolt adapter or something but it, again you're not going to get the performance that you would out of a straight thunderbolt right, right. cable and, and if you're doing a solid state spinning drive then you're probably fine with usb or yeah. not solid i'm I'm uh, almost done with my beer at this point. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, a hard disk spinning drive, n- not well, yeah, solid that's, state. Sorry, that's what I. If it were solid state, then yeah, you want to get the Thunderbolt. Yeah, which I looked into, mm-hmm. but it's like four hundred dollars. So. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculously well. It's because there, it's it's like almost like proprietary plugins and stuff. And like I see the advantage, and I could I get it if you were like trying to you know rasterize fucking movie level uh red video or something like that like i get it yeah. but for video games like you don't you don't need that no <laughs> all right i just got townscaper yeah cool nice all right well yeah i think that's yeah, this is that's fun. the podcast um you know maybe the first part will be useful to people the rest of this is just for sure. alex <laughs> <laughs> i like these this is how we keep up with conversations with people now right it's like micro. if you can't be here We'll record a podcast and then you can listen to it later. So that when exactly. we all get together next, we'll actually have the same context. You know, yeah. you know what? I would, yeah. I would love it if my job did that. It'd be like, Oh, you, yeah. you can't make the meeting here. Just access the recording of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, well, I'll, uh, talk to you later. Check out the Hans Zimmer. Hopefully it's not at two X speed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm excited. I like the first part. So I'm, I'm excited cool. to listen to the second part. Yeah. I just did a uh, second part and hopefully I can do a quick follow up for the third part. I've just been, yeah. It's a lot of stuff going on with moving and everything. So I just kind of yeah. quit editing for a while. I was going to say you moved and that's, that's complicated and on top of everything else. So like, yeah. I don't, no worries. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll uh, talk to you later and hit stop. Yeah.